Welcome to Alpha Omega. I'm your host, Timothy Farr, and on the couch is Curtis. Well, hello there. And on Discord is Drew. Yo. Yo. So that will be the delay that you hear with Drew when we say, hey, Drew. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there might be some audio quality issues, but, you know, what's new yeah. here? Um, well... Work is still crazy, but there's two promotions open right now. So we will see. I'm going for both of them. I'd like to get at least one of them. Like, I don't. Yeah, you've been trying to get a promotion for a while. Yeah. So hopefully that pans out. After that, I don't know. It throws so many questions into what's going to happen at my job, like depending on who gets promoted here because... I don't know, it just could be real bad. Nice, I'm excited. Like, I don't know, there aren't very many people that are, like, stepping up and trying to work harder. And there are also a lot of people who just, like, talk all day. Nice. Like, there's a lady that I sit catty corner to, mm-hmm. and I feel like the entire time I'm in an office with her, I'm just a verbal hostage. <laughs> <laughs> nice, perfect. So, otherwise... We're going to be going back into the office September-ish is what they're forecasting. And I'm hoping that she will have other people to talk to and can leave me alone <laughs> at that point. I'm surprised right. it's that late. I really am because uh, our city just lifted the mask mandate uh, if you're vaccinated. So that pretty much means everything is open now. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, They don't want to like go too quick into like having everybody back in the office and then have things blow up and they need to have everybody separate again. Right. They're actually being smart about it. Right. I mean like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's make sure this is actually calming down for sure before we start making changes like that. For sure. So at least somebody upstairs is thinking about it. Mm, Perfect. And not rushing into things. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Compared to everybody else, yes. Yeah, compared to everybody else. that <laughs> Literally, they announced, uh, the CDC, I think, announced it on Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday. That uh, masks were no longer required if you're vaccinated. Uh, I went into my gym Friday, and they were telling people not to wear masks. So, good. It's a bit of a hard turn. Yeah. Considering, like, when I started working out, they were checking temperatures. Yeah. And that was a month ago. That was ago. like, yeah, two months ago, maybe. <laughs> uh, so that's just work stuff going on with you? Yep, just work stuff. Nice. Yeah. Nice. How about you, Drew? What's going on with you? Um, work stuff as well. My son doesn't sleep anymore. So that's, you know, that's particularly fun. I've been trying to help the wife out a little bit more with him since he's having such a hard time sleeping and it's made me like overly tired and not in a good mood. So uh, that's what we've been dealing with. And uh, honestly, that's it. When you have a kid, that's really all that's going on is kid stuff. Hooray. Yeah. Hooray for kids. How How's the uh, streaming going? Uh, streaming has been uh, hit and miss because our local ISP internet service provider is 
stupid sometimes. So my upload speeds have been dog shit, and I haven't been able to stream. Like, my schedule is Monday through Wednesday officially, and I haven't been able to stream Tuesdays and Wednesdays the last couple weeks. It's been stressful, but, you know, it's one of those low points in streaming right now anyways for me because I haven't gained a new follower in, like, three weeks anyways. Mm. So that's just... That's what happens. You get affiliate, and then nothing happens for like months. That's basically what I've been told. So, well, hopefully. it's all right, but still having fun with it. Nice, as long as you're having fun with it. That's all that matters. Yeah. Ye. Ye. What about you, Tim? Um, work for me is chaotic because uh, no one knows what's happening. They keep telling us different things, and I keep hearing rumors and innuendo about what changes are going to happen. Uh, until I get an email saying this is what's happening. So it's exciting. It's, you know, edge of your seat not knowing what's happening. <laughs> uh, right. Um, they, uh, I don't remember if we mentioned this already, but the mask mandate lifted in our city. Uh, and literally, and the CDC said that and uh, on Wednesday. And then Friday, I get an email saying they're no longer requiring masks at any of my locations. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, no word on whether or not we're going back to work or teleworking or they're going to move our desk or they're going to make our desk smaller. I don't know. Uh, and I don't know if they know. So yeah. it's great when these people are making, you know, over 100K and their job is to know and make plans and they're literally telling us we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do, you, what, do you, what do you do? Okay, whatever. It's not like, you know, my future is wrapped up in whether or not I'm going to return back to work 40 hours a week or stay at home for 40 hours a week. You know, it doesn't doesn't matter. It's not going to be a major life change for me. Shouldn't be anxious about this at all. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and they've told us half a different dozen things. Uh, apparently, it's through Washington that they want us to telework permanently but then there's been other management that said no we're returning back to work but then it still says that we're going to be paperless so then why would we and then i have this 1500 hundred dollar laptop that what would be the point of me having it if i'm yeah uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so that's the way my work is going uh fun I, I know i have a job and whether or not i go <laughs> Yeah. See, what's funny about like your work versus my work and like the mask mandate being lifted, there was literally nothing talked about like about us like not having to wear masks anymore. And I don't know if like it's because they're not planning to or if we were just that busy this week that we were like, we can't even think about like masks right now. We're just going to keep wearing masks, which I just I'm so happy for. But at the same time, it's not because we don't want to talk about these things. We just are that busy. We don't have a chance to talk about these things. Well, the difference also is there's half a billion people that work for the government and as someone's position, probably, that the only thing they get paid to do now is whether or not we're wearing masks. So, (laughs) you know, that's the entirety of your job. (laughs) I get that email. Um, And uh, there's only 25% going into my office right now. And it's all volunteered still. 
and no word on when that's going to lift or change or whether or not. I, I have no idea. Or if it will change. No idea. Yeah. I would imagine that they'll get rid of the volunteer option. I don't know. Soon. I would imagine. I, they will eventually. They will eventually. I don't know if it'll happen this year. Oh, interesting. Uh, just to let you know, Curtis, when you said volunteer... You went into a weird twang, and you were like, volunteer. Volunteer. <laughs> volunteer. Ideas and volunteers. That was perfect. I love it. Volunteer. <laughs> um, I mean, I can't help it. I'm a Midwest boy. That's true. I try and keep my vernacular clean, but it sneaks out sometimes. <laughs> hey, that's why they hire us as uh, news anchors frequently, because we usually don't have an accent. Because we try and keep it clean. We don't want to have yeah. that Washington. Farty fart. Stupid Midwest. Uh, that was, that was a fun fact. I didn't really know that. What? what yeah. Which part? Oh, uh, the... Apparently Midwestern news get picked as news anchors a lot. Well, yeah. We have like the least amount of an accent out of anyone in the United States. I mean, I would hate to listen to somebody from Boston giving the news all. Oh day my long. god! <laughs> uh, or the Southern twang. Or that Southern twang, yeah. Make sure you stay in your car. It's gonna be a hot one today. It's gonna be a hot one today. You turn up your AC. <laughs> and if you get real thirsty, you put a cup underneath your car. You just hold on to that hydration that comes off your AC unit. <laughs> your unit. Unit. <laughs> The inflection there was perfect. Race uh, unit. Yeah, unit. see, I can do a South Twangy voice. I just avoid it. I can do yeah. it, but not right now. Because I'm thinking about <laughs> Not on this uh, podcast. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about it too much. I, th- I was say, I thought you were barred from using a Southern I Twang. I am. I got an email. So <laughs> it's legally, you legally you are not allowed to do a Southern Twang <laughs> on this podcast. Uh well, every accent I ever do always has a lisp on it anyway, so whatever. I, I just don't care. Well, Tim, that's what happens when you have a lisp. Yeah, it does. It turns out <laughs> you can't get rid yeah, of it. Yeah, you can't get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what voice I use. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that that's my work update. It's chaos and... Uh, it's always on fire and always something new, and I just go in and I don't care. And, and there has been Fair. no talks about because right now when I go to office, I only work six hour shifts because we can't have a lunchroom or a break area because we have to social distance. And you're in a facility that is guarded, so you can't exactly like run a Taco Bell and come back. I mean, you can, uh, but that's your entire lunch mm-hmm. is running out and coming back into the building. Because we're only given a 30-minute unpaid lunch. Yep. So, unless you cheat on your lunch. So, that's why we can't have lunch right now. So, I don't know what they're going to do. Because the mandate is still social distance, even if we're not yeah. wearing a mask. So, I I don't I don't know. I, And they haven't said whether or not they're going to force vaccinations. Right. <laughs> so... It, uh, which is why I think this telework thing is probably the most likely thing we'll do is because it's way easier to be like, no, just stay home. Right. But uh, <laughs> the last update I got about all of this, and this is probably a sign to what's coming, is everyone in the building, so over 750 employees now, 
have laptops and production hasn't gone up and management mm-hmm. is freaking out about it when in turn we don't have enough work to do right so blame us for not doing it and we're not doing the work that you don't have to do yep right so <laughs> I, I imagine they're just going to force everyone in the building and then we're going to have a rash of covid and people will die and then they'll be like whoops sorry right. about whoops. it <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry not sorry other than that i've been working out like crazy i've mentioned it on caleb and i's episode uh i've worked out pretty much five days a week i lift i do cardio uh i'm down to 208 as of last monday nice. um, uh, yeah which is if you do the math the last time when I weighed myself in October, when I went to the hospital, like October 29th-ish, early November, probably all the way to January because I didn't change anything, I weighed 240. Um, and then I weighed myself again in March when I went to the doctor, like March 14th-ish, and I weighed 225. So between those dates to last Monday, I've lost quite a bit of weight. Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm ecstatic about that. Have a long way to go. Uh, the I weighed 180 my senior year of high school, but I was in a lot better shape. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. to get down to 170, but I'm also packing on a ton of muscle. So I don't know. Might have a hard yeah. time with that. You might have too much muscle and. Yeah. But... So I'm not concerned more about like the overall weight. It's just looking better. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should be. Right. Uh, and getting, you know, the, what is that? The BMI body mass index down. Yep. Below Uh, 20% is ideal. Yeah. Ideal. So hopefully I'm excited about that. Uh, but yeah, so pretty much I go to work when I go to work or I'm home and I'm working, but I'm not. And then I go to the gym and then I just kind of have dinner and don't do anything because I'm exhausted. (laughs) Um, I've also been thinking about the podcast. As mentioned, I uh, have another show, and then I have another show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I've been really thinking about Between Alpha Omega and uh, the future of the podcast and the future of what's going to happen, and now it's going to be weekly. So the main show, Alpha Omega, will be, you know, as always, will not change. We record on the first and third Saturdays of every month. It goes live the second and fourth Mondays of every month, whereas uh, the new show with Caleb called The Middle records on the first and, no, the The second second and and fourth, but releases the first and third Mondays. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So confusing. Uh But I'm also bringing back uh, Tim Talks, which there is three episodes of that already that are live, that are really old, where it's going to be more of me talking, doing scriptural analysts, uh, analytical analytical stuff through scripture, or it's going to be me interviewing people or friends or whatnot um, on the Mm -hmm. fifth Saturday. So on the first Mondays, you'll see on the fifth month, if there's five Mondays in that month, there will be a show there. Nice. We're basing it on Mondays? Huh? You're basing it on Mondays? Yeah, because that's when the podcast release is Mondays. Okay. Uh, 
So it really depends on if I have that fit Saturday. So the first Monday would then be a recording of Tim Talks. Maybe. We'll figure it out. So I'm excited about that. I already have uh, sort of a guest lined up for the end of this month. And uh, I'm not going to say who it is because I that may fall through. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I talked to this person and it's hopefully going to be good. And I'm really excited to get him on. Um, it's someone that I've known for a really long time, but I was more friends with his daughter. And if you know this person, you already know who I'm talking about. So hopefully that happens. And I had, I hung out with him not too long ago and we've talked about it a little bit, but hopefully I can get him in. So that'll be May's episode. If that falls through, then it'll just be me talking. In July, I'm getting Amy and Brooke on. That's penciled on, so that's going to be exciting to get those two characters on. Um, Amy Toady. Amy Toady. All right. I heard you guys talking about it on the last episode. Yes, Caleb and I. Yeah. Uh, they were part of my St. Charles crew when I was hired on to that church. I knew them and even volunteered with them before I got hired on. So I've known them for quite a long time and became really good friends with them. Um, and they're avid listeners to the show. Uh, they've been supporting me ever since we launched. Um, and it's kind of funny. I had dinner with them a couple of weeks ago, and it's like I don't really have much to update because I talk about everything. Yeah. <laughs> on the show. Yeah, right. Uh, so it's just kind of funny. But I love them both, and hopefully I can get them on. Um, and I've been thinking about October because that's the next fifth Saturday and what I'm going to do for that. So this podcast is going weekly. You'll start seeing promotions on my social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, where it's a really shitty MS Paint <laughs> picture <laughs> and some voice stuff. Uh, usually a funny bit in the show. I'll try to pull this to promote myself. Hey, whatever, you know? Whatever. If you uh, notice Southern for you, whatever. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a really good kick out of the last promo I did uh, with George Washington holding up the between <laughs> Alpha and Omega thing and what right. Caleb said. Uh, it just made me laugh. <laughs> uh, and it was only like a portion of the show like talking about George Washington. Yeah, it, that was a really good episode. Thanks. You two just, you guys have a good chemistry, so uh, yeah. I fully endorse <laughs> <laughs> you and Caleb just talking nonsense for an hour. Yeah, um... He's incredibly funny and creative, and I'm trying to bring that more out. And it just brings it out in me, too. Yeah. Uh, and I've known him for, oh, gosh, probably 20 years now. Um, and I've always wanted to do something with him because he's just incredibly funny, as you heard on the show, if you listen. Yeah. Right. So, so it, it may change and morph that show, but I kind of like the vibe of it not and just talking about whatever makes us laugh and making each other laugh. So, right. I'll listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, quite a bit of people listen to it. And so I'm, I'm excited to have that show and do that show and do this show because this show is... And it doesn't hurt my ego at all to find out this is the boring part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. It's just a different vibe um, because this is more of the serious one. Uh, it's what I've really wanted to do and plan uh, because I need an outlet to get rid of all my Christian knowledge that I've stored for the last 20 years. Get rid of right. it. Not have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it out. Throw it out. This is garbage. 
Um, I need that outlet because I'm no longer teaching at a church or whatever, and I can have you guys talk about your experiences and talk about and stuff that you know or ask questions or whatnot and be more centered around Christianity. And, you know, the last year that we've been doing this podcast has really been against Christianity in a way or against the church. And we're going to kind of shift to be more about kind of the history of stuff, um, Christianity, the background, getting more knowledgeable about this stuff. And we'll dive into when there's topics when Christians do ridiculous things or if we have another Trump 2.0 and the evangelicals want to, I don't know, do stupid ass things like they have been doing. We'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, it's just a way for me to flex my knowledge. And, uh, you know. I'm here for it. <laughs> and to give your two cents about what's going on. And we'll have fun and we'll be ridiculous and this show won't change is just going to slightly change where instead of me being angry and bitter about christianity and church um it's going to just shift don't it's, worry i'll still bring the salt thanks i appreciate that and the way i talked about it when i had dinner with amy and brooke i was like it's kind of like if ernest hemingway wasn't a drunk and depressive what would he be writing right so I'm no longer bitter and angry. I feel like he'd be writing movies about him just like beating people up. Probably. So about, I, like just how he was so much better than everybody else <laughs> around him. Right. Except for his intellectual friends who knew that he was just an idiot. <laughs> or like Edgar Allan Poe, if like he wrote poetry and wasn't massively depressed or drunk. Or married his cousin. Yeah. Or married his cousin. So it's kind of the same thing. I'm no longer <laughs> bitter and angry at the church. So I probably lose all my talent now. Hmm. I, I thought about uh, just being a drunk all the time, but that probably wouldn't be good either. <laughs> that's a horrible decision. Right. Um, so the the podcast is just going to change because uh, I, I have no longer bitterness or anger about that stuff. Uh, I can only control what I can control. Not that I'm not going to point this stuff out. It's just going to change um, because I'm changing. Not right. a sex change. I'm still saying a boy. Okay. Yes, just mental changes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Just <laughs> it's good to clarify these things. In today's world, yeah, yes. it's good to clarify things. Yes, I'm not identifying myself as a deer, either. <laughs> That's even more important. Yeah, you don't want to get shot just in the you, woods. <laughs> if you were identifying as a deer, I would hunt you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even a hunter, but I would hunt you. <laughs> I would hunt you. <laughs> Oh, Tim's a deer now? All right. It's not Fuck. murder. He said he's a deer. <laughs> yeah, it's hunting season. It's hunting season. I need to eat some Tim jerky. <laughs> Ooh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> dried up me? <laughs> yeah, dried up Tim. Ooh. My hands are kind of dry. Maybe my hands are turning into jerky. Jerky fingers. <laughs> jerky fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy, Tim, Tim Jim. Jim. Timmy jerky fingers. <laughs> Tim Jim. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Mm. I don't know what's happening anymore. I don't either. We went down a rabbit hole because of me. I like rabbit holes. Yeah, I know. I like petting rabbits, too. We have plenty of rabbits outside. Do we? Yeah. Mm. They've been hanging around lately. Have they? Yeah. Uh -oh. hmm. I keep seeing cats. I was, I was almost killed by a cat the other night. You are almost killed by a cat? Yeah. He attacked you? No. Oh. Okay. 
<laughs> so I've been going outside. No, and... keep it a mystery. Keep it a mystery. Don't tell us. Okay. <laughs> uh, Damn it, Drew. <laughs> no, it, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, and also, I can go on a rant about dogs and how I hate them. Um, so I've been like going outside and uh, standing in front of my yard watching cars at night. And just kind of getting quiet time and kind of settling down before I go to bed. And usually I lean against Frank, which sits on the side of my garage. I'm just kind of sitting there minding my own business, lost my own thought. And I hear something running, like, in the grass. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And then something flies by me, and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. (laughs) And then I heard the same noise again, and then... It was a cat, and it just stopped and then tore off the other way. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> so then I'm still just standing there, and I'm like freaked out because, you know, this cat just Boy, it just up. happens right in front of you. Yeah. And then I guess it went underneath your car, Curtis, one of the cats, and it just started, like, making noises and kind of growling. And I'm like, I guess I'm going inside now. <laughs> Uh, and why I hate uh, dogs. I don't actually hate dogs. I just hate, uh, really, I hate people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've been, that's totally fair. I've been going on these walks and I go walking around my neighborhood and it's like a three, three and a half mile loop that I do. And it takes me through the neighborhood, through a little park and through another neighborhood and then like a main road. And the amount of people that don't leash their dogs, just, I want to murder like straight up. Like on a walk? I will be walking, minding my own business in the street, and these people will leave their dog in the front yard unleashed, untethered. So then the dog starts barking and then runs up on me. And I'm like, all right, first of all, that's a pit bull. No, thank you. And it's like barking and growling at me. Uh, No, thank you. Terrifying, yeah, yeah. Uh, So that happened to me a couple of times now. And then this other puppy did it to me and i'm like just leash your dogs like leash your dogs yeah, it's it's not hard i don't know why people think that it's appropriate <clears throat> to do that yeah and because then... like if i was walking moose and there was an unleashed dog that just decided that it wanted to walk up to us moose would put that fucking dog on the ground <laughs> and like injure it so right you're just setting yourself up like for either you, your dog, or somebody else's somebody else or somebody else's dog to get injured. Like just don't do it. Right? Like if that pit bull would have taken like bitten me or something, I could sue the pants off of those people. Mm-hmm. Not, right. And that so dog that's them being idiots. And also probably put the dog down too. And it's like yep. if you would just I don't know, have common sense and not have your dog unleashed in the front yard uh, everything would be great. Yeah. And there's another neighbor in my subdivision that I guess there's an electric fence, but there's no indication that there is. So then the dog will just like kind of trot forward and start barking at me. I'm like, I don't know how to handle that. Yeah. Because I can't tell. I see that the dog has a collar, but I can't tell if it's an electric fence or not. Like you need mm-hmm. to put up some sign that says my dog is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm, just, uh, I'm exhausted by it. I'm exhausted yeah. by dumb people. 
you can call uh you can actually call the police on people that don't have a leash on their dogs. Yeah, and I don't it's not legal. I don't want to be that person, but if I keep getting dogs running up on me, I'm going to have to just start calling the cops. I mean, yeah. we had people somebody called on us because of our honeysuckle bushes. Yeah, they called Baldwin. Uh, old people. Are those are the things that are out front. Yeah, the around that, the trees. They're on the base of the trees. Yeah, apparently Baldwin doesn't All like that. Because of that. Yep. According to Bord- Borden, uh, the the city that we live in, Borden. <laughs> I'm not going to say the actual city I was going to, but now I'm not. Uh, it is against this ordinance to have honeysuckle because it's an invasive species of plant or tree. I have multiple honeysuckles. I don't know if it's against our uh, any guidelines here, but like I don't even have the tools to get rid of it because it's, it's huge. It's a pain in the ass to do. Like I, yeah, the stuff that was on the back side of the fence here that was all honeysuckle, mm-hmm. and it keeps growing back. It keeps growing back. Forever. Like there's nothing I can do. I just have to keep cutting it down. Yep. And the problem was I had it all like kind of taken care of before the fire. Then the fire happened, right. and then I wasn't living here for like six or seven months. So then it got overgrown, and then 2020 happened, and I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So. If you guys need help, um, I can come, and we can take that shit out, and then you guys can come to my house and help me take that shit out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I... You guys have been in my backyard. Oh, Curtis, have you? No, you haven't even been here yet. Nope, haven't been there um, yet. In my backyard, and of course, it's right next to our power line pole. Mm-hmm. There's a huge honeysuckle bush, and it's like growing up the power line now. Maybe I should just call Amron and tell them they need to come take care of it. Step one, yes, yes, yeah. Because I don't want to be trying to pull that thing down and it pull an electrical wire down on top of me. Well, so it's like a vine that's coming from the honeysuckle, so it wouldn't. Yeah, but still, those vines get pretty attached. Those vines get pretty attached. That's true. But yeah, I would love to take care of all of that. It'll have to be done uh, during non-rain. Yeah, this week. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, obviously. Uh, Because maybe June when it stops raining like every other day. Right. Well, it needs to get taken care of because the ball one guy is probably going to come by again. Yeah, I get that. Um. Soon. I'm just saying, like this week soon. Well, well I mean, we, what are well, they? I mean, the, do? Honey, the honeysuckle won't be so bad. It's, uh, it's just tedious. Well, it's, yeah, are they going to give you a fine or something? Uh, they will put a posted on my window, or the guy will talk to me again, and then if I don't take care of it, they can't find me. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, they also want me to take down two trees. Yeah, the I'm two like, trees are the part that's going to be, like. But he didn't really give me a time frame. It just he said okay. that there needs to be progress. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. It's just stupid to me that like I own this property and yeah, I have a tree that's kind of dead but still not, and they want me to cut it down. It's like, well, are you gonna pay for it? Right. Like, this is your ordinance. You want it to be beautiful. So, are you gonna take care of it? No, you're going to tax me for living here. And then I have to take care of it with my own money. Thank you. I guarantee you I know exactly who called, too. I don't think it was the person across from me. Really? Uh, I've known them for a long time. I, when oh, we okay. moved in 10 years ago, that she brought over cookies. 
Do you think someone someone new moved in and then called or something? I don't know. Uh, the problem with where I live is everyone who enters our neighborhood drives by. Yeah. And right. there's a whole bunch of old farts. Uh, all they do is mow their grass. And all the yeah. yards look immaculate because all they do is mow their grass. Right. When, I don't know, we're, we drive down the average age of this neighborhood by probably 30 years. Oh, easily. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Uh, maybe the guy across Caddy Corner from me. He's younger. He's probably my age. Um, he's oh yeah, that guy. Mid thirties ish. Um, so it's a bunch of old people that live in my neighborhood, and they probably just are like, "Oh, these young kids, you know, you know, yeah, yeah." Even though we're the only ones that are working because they're all retired. <laughs> right. I'm thinking about it, and as far as I, I know. Our house, Schneider's, uh, Kyle's living there. Justin lives on Sunset. Uh, I have another friend that lives in the middle of the neighborhood. And then like the people maybe catty corner to us. Oh, no. And then the uh, lady down at the end of the street, like right before you cross over onto Hillsdale from Skyline. Sure. That's oh, prob- yeah. She's probably in her yeah. mid 30s. Yeah. So like we are the young kids in this entire neighborhood. Uh-huh. Everybody else is. If I would have, if I would have been able to afford to live in that neighborhood, we would be living there right now. I, it's a, I love this neighborhood. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, except for Baldwin. Except for Baldwin, stupid Baldwin. Yeah. It's like go to Valley Park where uh, that's a shithole. What are you doing, Baldwin? Yeah, where there's like actual crime going on. Right. Meth labs and. <laughs> stupid Baldwin. <laughs> oh, it's because they pass my house every day. It's like, come on now. Leave me alone. It's probably it was probably that guy that Drew held up on Kerr's Mill that called about the honeysuckles. <laughs> this is all your fault, Drew. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. He started looking up reasons like to hate dick. us and was like, How can we how can I mess with those guys? Right. Honeysuckles. <laughs> you I'm actually here? surprised that I haven't had any like code enforcement officers show up at my house. Because I have so many things that like need taken care of, but it's so much work that I just haven't gotten it done yet. Yeah. You know? Yep. That's kind of my situation. I should have been more proactive in 2020, but I was focused on other things. Like my mental health. I understand. Health. Primarily my mental health and mm-hmm. getting mentally healthy again instead yeah. of, I don't know, doing yard work, which I loathe and hate. <clears throat> I don't loathe it. I'm starting to enjoy it a little bit more, but like the big shit, like taking down bushes and like removing them, that is hard shit. Even for people who do it for yeah, a living, like it's true. hard. But like also, like I find that a little bit satisfying. Like I'm a little bit excited to cut down those trees. So do yeah. it. I, first of all, I need a sunny day or at least a day that it's not like today, drizzling, raining. You guys have a chainsaw, right? We do. Yeah. We have two. Yeah. And I just need, like, another person to be there so that I don't squash myself. Or if I do squash myself, they can call somebody about it. <laughs> and I'm not just laying there underneath the tree for hours. Well, I mean, if it's in the front yard, someone will drive by. Someone, but would they would they see me? Zoom. <laughs> 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 Didn't see nothing. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. hopefully Nick's uh, schedule changes and he'll be off one day on the weekend. Yeah, that's that's the goal is that once we have that, that's when we can drop those trees. Yup, and actually be proactive about my yard 
It just sucks because the only time I want to do it is during the weekend, and it's been raining like every weekend. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I completely get what you're saying. It's like, like we I... were talking about this yesterday. I like ran to finally get the backyard cut like a week and a half ago because, again, it was going to be raining all weekend. So I had to just run home and do it real fast. And it sucks. I hate like going to work, and then I'm, especially now that I'm working out, like. Mm-hmm. I get home at like two or three in the afternoon now. I mean, whoa, it's me. I get off at <laughs> noon. Get home at, at noon. At the uh, crack of noon. At the crack of noon. And, uh, you know, I go to the gym and stuff. But it's like I don't want to go work and then work out and then mow my grass. Mm-hmm. And I want to work out. And yeah. I hate yard work. And I don't give a shit about my grass. So what do you think is going to drop off from that list? Right. We just give the neighbor more McUltra so he cuts our grass. Uh, he he cut it yesterday. Yeah. See, he's <laughs> great. I love I love John so much. Yeah, John's great. It's getting him to do the other side of the yard. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. We just give him more beer. Yeah. Please do my entire yard. <laughs> uh, goodness. Uh, I I just I don't I don't care about my grass. Like, I don't get these yeah. old people that, like, have these immaculate yards and it looks like uh, a golf course. Like, I, I don't care. Like yeah. I, It's I, just their hobby, but they need to leave everybody else alone about their yeah. other yards. Whatever you want to do with your yard, that's that's yeah. fine for you. But don't tell me how to deal with my yard. Yeah. Like, I, I, if you at least cut your grass, who cares? Right? Yeah. Right? That's another reason why I love John so much. He's like, I don't care like yeah he doesn't care about anything yeah and if it's like we had that issue with the drain tile where it's like flooding his side yard which i told him it was going to do that a year ago Uh so that's why i have the drain tile going straight out again which we need to bury yeah we need to fix the backyard yeah well soon uh john actually has a trench to lose that he's gonna let me borrow it yeah we need to get on top of that but again we need a decent day to do it where it's not yeah, and I was just about to say Memorial Day weekend, but I will maybe be gone and or recording. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I very well may get some of this done as long as it's sunny. Right. Well, I'm either going to be recording a podcast or I'm going to be in another state. I haven't decided yet. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. More to come on that. Cool, cool, cool. I need to text people and be like, hey. You say, does it depend on if? it falls through on the podcast if that's what's going to lead you to another state maybe Mm. i don't know yet okay uh i haven't really decided i haven't really talked to the person that i want to go see to be like hey what are you doing memorial day yet for sure (laughs) uh because i just thought of it i was like oh yeah i'm off that monday and i could just take friday and then it's like an eight hour drive so i can just take friday drive and stay you know saturday sunday and leave monday Right, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yes, no, no, no. Is that eight Tim hours in the car? Google eight. Okay, so for you, like six oh, and a half. Actually, it's more Google ten, so that would be a Tim eight. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm not even driving that. Maybe like ten over. <laughs> I guess it depends on the state and the state of their highway. True. Or how antsy I get, or and or if I use con- cruise control or not. Well, there was parts of Kansas that I was doing over 100, but you know. That's because the second half of it is literally nothing. It's true. Literally outside of Kansas City, there's nothing. 
Uh, you it's, have you have like <laughs> you have like twenty miles of trees. Oh, yeah. There is Topeka, but that's not. That's like in the middle. Yeah, but pretty much after you pass all those trees, like shortly after Kansas City, it's all just flat. It's just wheatgrass. It's flat. It's just a bunch of fucking wheatgrass. There's a field of windmills. Yep, that's true. That is there. That is a milestone. That is it. <laughs> and those little doohickey towns that's basically just a gas a gas station. station and like some closed down buildings. And you're like, people live yep. here. Yeah, yep. yep. it's like every ten miles you see something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, driving through Kansas is definitely like that. Like I'm at fifty miles left in my gas tank. There'll be a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the summer camp that I used to work at in high school. Um, it's in Kansas, and it's in one of those little tiny towns, but it's pretty close to Overland Park, which is a really nice area, kind of like Lee Summit or Baldwin, you That's know, not places like that. Too far yeah. outside of Kansas City, is it? No, it's not. Okay. Um, but it is on the Kansas side. Let's say I haven't um, heard of Overland Park. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, all of the kids that I worked with there. Um, from Kansas or, you know, they always talk shit on Missouri all the time. And I'm always just like, dude, you guys don't know how bad Kansas actually is. Cause you never venture to <laughs> the West side of Kansas. <laughs> you guys are on the East side, like right next to Kansas city. You don't know shit. Right. Like it's, it's horrible over there. <laughs> same with Southern Illinois is terrible. It's all just same flat. thing is West Kansas. Um, Colorado is mostly like that until you get to like Denver or Colorado Springs. Yeah, the Kansas half of Colorado. Yeah. That's what they call it. Yeah. Uh, whereas Missouri is astonishingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially it really is. Top to bottom, front to back. Really? Because I've been spending a lot of time in southern Missouri, uh, Ozark or Mark Twain National Forest, Ozark area, all through like southern Missouri, like Poplar Bluff. Um, it's just astonishingly beautiful. There's hills and two-lane highways that are 60 miles per hour where it's just nobody near or by. So I'm bombing yep. down those doing like 90 because there's just nobody. Uh, not to mention all the uh, natural natural springs and historic mills that are out there. It's just really pretty. Really pretty. Apparently there's over like 20 natural springs in Missouri. That sounds about, that right. about right. And they're astonishing. The two that I've been to are really pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're this in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like nowhere. I've seen Blue Spring and I've seen Merrimack Spring. Those are the two that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, Blue Spring was a pain in the ass to get to. Yes. The only reason I saw Blue Spring is we were actually floating down the current river. And oh, we actually, yeah. like, we found where it enters onto the current river. Mm-hmm. And so we just parked our boats on the side and just walked up. See, my dumbass uh, <laughs> drove down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've taken Sally on gravel roads before. They don't really bother me. Just drive slow, and your car will be perfectly fine, mm-hmm. especially since she sits very low to the ground now. Um, and I looked on Google Maps, and this gravel road was two miles long. I'm like, okay, not a big deal. I'll just drive slow. Um, so I go down this road, and there's a hill and I'm like, okay, cool. And I'll just go down this hill, mosey down. That's fine. Um, then there's another hill that is more like, I don't know, the Everest of fucking hills. <laughs> it was just a huge hill and it was gravel. And of course it's like 
Moore Hill on one side and then Sheerface Cliff on the other. And my car sits very low and has power. So it's just like sliding all over the place. And I'm doing like 10 miles per hour and it's just sliding. It feels like it's on ice. Uh, so I'm going down this hill and I'm like white knuckling it, sweating because my car is all like, I'm going to drive myself off a cliff. And I'm like, cool, I'm in the middle of nowhere, Missouri, and uh, I'm going to be in a tree somewhere. This is going to be great. So I finally get down this hill, and uh, there's like a little parking area where you go and you hike about a mile or so to get to the Blue Spring. Breathtaking view. It's beautiful. The uh, water is like an aqua blue. It's just gorgeous. So I've spent maybe 20, 25 minutes just kind of walking around that area. But on my way back... Uh, I'm start. I start sweating again. I start getting like panicked because now I have to go up that hill. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am in my bright blue Mustang that's been lowered and has over 400 horsepower at the wheels, climbing up this hill, and my car starts wheel hopping. It starts shaking, vibrating like crazy because the tires are spinning because it has power and it's not getting traction. And I'm going uphill, and I'm like, this is. I, I'm just gonna die here. And uh, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> so that was my trip to Blue Spring. Nice. Yeah, it, it was great. I took pictures of my Instagram. Uh, and that's about it. When I went, I found a watermelon. <laughs> well, <laughs> not so much a near-death experience. No, not so much. Yeah. But it was a nice chilled watermelon. <laughs> nice. Somebody just left there. <laughs> it's probably poison. Probably. Yeah. I didn't die, so. Yet. I mean, this was like six years ago. Yet. Okay, you're right. <laughs> you're going to end up just suddenly dying and be like, oh, is that watermelon? Just that damn watermelon. <laughs> uh, so then I just drove through southern Missouri to northern Missouri, bombing down these roads, and it was great. Yeah. Fun. Yep. Uh, I, uh, you wanted to mention something about the economy. Uh, servers, restaurants, not wanting to pay their employees. Oh, yeah. That's that, where I was going. Go ahead. With the weird economy. And it's just really funny. And, like, this is a lot of meme information that has come up, too. But it's funny because a year ago, restaurants were saying, oh, we got to get rid of you guys. We don't know if we're going to make enough money to survive. And now they're like, hey, guys, we need you to come back to work. But all the workers are like, yeah, but we won't make enough money to survive. And we're like, oh. And so, like, that's just something that has been going on in the economy for a very long time where waiters, waitresses are getting very underpaid. And I'm wondering if this whole thing, restaurants being stopped entirely, and now that they're trying to re-kick them up, is going to actually drive for a fairer wage for restaurant workers. Right. I mean, that's the hope. Uh, I know uh, the reason why a lot of these restaurant workers haven't gone back and why a lot of people haven't gone back to work is because you make more in unemployment. Mm -hmm. uh, our state just dropped that, the additional unemployment. As of June 12th. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. It'll force people back to work. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to mention, because I went to dinner with uh, Amy and Brooke, and our waitress was talking about how they're offering at this particular restaurant $500 hiring bonus plus incentives like healthcare. Hmm. 
Wow. Just to work. See, that's, I mean, that's more of what we need. But I imagine my cynical business mind goes, I bet they drop that as soon as this unemployment thing drops. Probably. I hope not. I hope, uh, you know, the $15 minimum wage goes across the board and that becomes just the standard. And honestly, yeah. America needs to get away from the tipping. And, yeah, they really do. Uh, because you go to like other countries and it's not. Like, what is tipping? Why does this exist? <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's yeah. because we pay our employees, you know, two fifty three dollars an hour. And it's kind of a de- double-edged sword. We lived with a person who was a, a waiter, and he didn't mind it so much because he was pulling like $500, $600 a month, or not a month, right. a week, because of tips. Mm-hmm. But if you're right. at like a chain restaurant like an Applebee's, you're not making that much money. No, not at all. Uh, so it's kind of a double-edged sword for these boutique-like home-owned restaurant or you know family-owned restaurants. You're probably making a killing in tips, or if you're a bartender. But if you're in a chain restaurant, you're probably not. So you probably need to get paid more. So what's the industry standard? Right. We'll see. I mean, I hope that this COVID thing brings out a lot of good things in our economy. But my cynical mind goes that hasn't happened and probably won't happen. Considering yeah. there was a report uh, not too long ago that CEO CEOs' salaries increased by like forty percent during the pandemic, were yep. uh, specifically the CEO at Kroger. Yeah, and he got a lot of backlash because he closed down like three Kro- Krogers throughout the pandemic. Yeah, and the report said something like forty percent CEO rage increase, rage increase. Wow, wage increase, and uh, whereas hourly. Uh, wow, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Hourly w- w- wages have gone down. So, cool. Which, I mean, I have no idea what our CEO did. Like, I don't know if he raised his pay or what. But I know that, at least my company, they raised our corporate minimum wage. Yeah. So. I, um, My CEO is the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, there's that. Or Congress, or however you want to look at it. Yeah, somewhere in Washington. Somewhere in Washington, but they did increase the minimum wage of federal workers by to fifteen dollars, and OPM, which is the Office of Personnel Management, which basically is uh, in control of all government agencies, said, "Yeah, we're not going to do anything. We'll increase the minimum wage, but we're not going to pay anyone else any more money." So, mm-hmm. I now make five dollars more than our lowest paid employee. That makes me feel great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the benefits that keep me staying in the federal workforce. Like the fact that I get off at noon and can complain about it. <laughs> 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 or the fact that I didn't work for about a year and got paid full time. Or the fact that I called my boss or didn't really even call him, emailed him and said it wasn't coming in and then didn't come in. <laughs> right. And I get a pension, and I get health care, and uh, I have a 401k that's protected, and uh, should I keep going? <laughs> Sounds a lot of great stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's the re- you know, I whine a lot about my job, but and I get paid. Uh, if I was doing what I was doing in the private sector, I'd probably be pulling over a hundred grand um, because I'm out of knowledge and stuff that I have to know, but because I work for the government, I get paid way less, but mm-hmm. it's all the benefits, too. And my job right. is kind of brainless, and I don't really get stressed out about it. It's just waking up at when I wake up that 
It's stressful. Right. You see that 4 a.m.? Uh, it's 4.50 a.m. Okay. And when I telework, I literally sleep an extra hour. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, when I have to go back into the office, I will miss being able to wake up at 7.45, go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, and then log on. Yeah. I will miss that a whole lot. Yeah, I literally just email my boss when I tell work, and then, like, an hour later, I'll, like, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take a shower, brush my teeth, or whatever. <sighs> right, right, right. So, yeah, I complain a lot about my work, but my work is actually really fantastic when it comes to, like, all the benefits I get from it. Well, they uh, just had a big hiring spree, didn't they? Yeah, they hired a uh, hundred new people. Or So that's the other thing that I'm noticing in our economy is that there are a lot of jobs out there. Like, in your office, they're hiring a hundred more people. That's 100 less people that would probably be serving tables somewhere Uh, yeah and this goes back to me not knowing what the hell is happening in my office because Mm. we don't have the room for 100 additional new sure yeah like that sounds ridiculous to me i figured what had happened is that they had finally gotten rid of their voluntary status when i saw your post and that that was when all those people were like deuces like Uh, all the people who haven't been there for a year I imagine that's going to happen. They might be anticipating that to happen. Might be. And it does take um, up to nine months to train what I do. Mm-hmm. To do so, yeah, do. they're probably prepping for that. But also, uh, typically how my workplace does, so that got announced or closed Monday the 12th, those people will probably be getting ready to hire by next month. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. And I don't know where they're going to put them. I don't know what they're going to do. I, other than telework, here's your laptop. Have a nice day. I, I don't know where we're going to put those people. Yeah. That's the most. I've been there for 15 years. That's the most ever that we've ever hired. Usually it's you know 20 or so at a time. Right. And they'll just keep doing that like every quarter because we lose about 50 people a quarter. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we don't get paid anything. Right. So there's that. <laughs> right, right, right. And I can't wait for uh, when those people get hired above me, even though I've been there for 15 years. That's not a bit about it or anything. Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's, uh, I was mentioning it to someone the other day. I don't get a promotion just because I don't lie and I don't bullshit. And that's what those people don't want to hear. Like, I'll yeah. be with the one person that goes, well, why don't we do it this way? What? No. Right. All right. So then everyone gets mad at me. And I just, I'll go and do my job and make more than everybody else because of my bonuses. I don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so I guess we should get into the topic, shall we? Yeah. Uh, Seems like enough time for that. An hour into the recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know that's how this podcast goes. Mm-hmm. Oh. No, this is nothing new. I yeah. didn't mean to like call it out like this was something new. This was and, an hour in. This seems about the time <laughs> we actually start talking about what we came here to talk about. Yeah, an hour of bullshit and maybe 20 <laughs> minutes of actual content. Yeah. That's what you subscribe That's for. That's what you subscribe <laughs> for. As, but, a, as I mentioned, uh, the podcast is going to shift. I Hopefully it's not me talking the entire time. But it may be. I don't care. Uh, these guys aren't along for the ride and trust me and whatever. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, instead of being angry and bitter about the church, I want to kind of talk about more how the Bible was even came to be. 
and there's lots of stuff and I did uh so you know I went to college for this basically uh biblical studies or whatever the hell my degree says um so I kind of knew some of this uh and I was also fascinated by re-upping my knowledge of this kind of the what church tradition is and says and what I was taught versus what is actual so that's fascinating to figure out oh the only reason why uh, this was told to me is because it's church tradition. I use air quotes there versus actual fact. (laughs) 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 Uh, God damn it. (laughs) Which is something that happens a lot in Christianity versus actually studying something and actually knowing the historical anything about it. We just go with, Oh, well the church has always said it this way. So that's what I'm going to believe. And I'm shrugging my yeah. shoulders like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I also want to push against. And that's part of the other degree I have of, of my history manager is pushing against that. And let's actually talk about, I don't know, the facts, because I think the facts support the church tradition. But we'll stop talking about church tradition because it's bullshit and start talking about actual facts because we don't need the tradition to say this is what we believe when we have, I don't know, facts that say the same thing but as factual. I mean, all I'm right. going to say is in my experience, the majority of Christians do not like facts. No, not They at don't. All. No, not at all. So I think you're getting a little off the beaten path here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going into a dangerous area. Well, I am a maverick. <laughs> You're dangerous. <laughs> My body's writing cash your checks that I can't cash. <laughs> uh, I am the maverick of Christianity. I'm proclaiming that. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. I'm probably a heretic to somebody. This is why I don't oh, ask. Absolutely. This is why I don't ask certain people to be on my podcast. I'm not going to name names because I don't want to ruin their reputation. <laughs> uh you know, it happens. And so we're going to talk about uh, the, the canonization. And I already thought of a meme picture that I'm probably going to use to promote this with the Bible coming out of a canon. <laughs> 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 the canonization of the Holy Bible. And it, it's fascinating because it's a train wreck. It's an absolute train wreck how this thing was put together. But it also makes sense. And it's actually it's comforting to me about how uh, scripture was actually canonized. What I was taught in college isn't necessarily true, but also has some factual to it, was the Council of Nicaea happened. All these old people and bishops and church leaders came together, including Emperor Constantine. They all came together and they said, this is what the canon of scripture is. And that happened right around 30, 20 AD, or whatever it's called now because they keep changing that. Is it CE now? I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't aware that they changed it. I yeah, don't really care either. Because after death is politically incorrect. Uh, it's also not technically after death. It's I know. technically Latin. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't pronounce it. Yeah, it's Latin for the Lord or for the Savior has come, something like that. Something like that. Something like that. But it's politically incorrect, so now it's CE, which I don't know what that stands for either. Good. Yeah. yeah. Same with BC. Before Christ, yeah. But now it's BCE, which I whatever. What is? Yeah, I don't care. The the important thing is the numbers. Yeah. Uh, so three hundred 
in this what is that the fourth century constantine got all these bishops and church leaders and this is what i was taught and come to like doing re-upping on this research that's not actually true (laughs) interesting uh it's kind of true there is uh, a portion of the notes that happened during this meeting that they talked about how they're omitting one of the books and how Constantine ordered 50 new Bibles to be written. And uh, that's basically it. Hmm. So church tradition would say this Council of Nicaea, because you also get the Nicene Creed through that, and you get a lot of the the way the church, even the current church, is organized, or the Catholic Church is organized. That's when all of that pops off, was the Council of Nicaea in 300 AD, or 300, whatever. 300. Fourth century. You're 300 when they uh, started counting up. Yes. Uh, so the Council of Nicaea plays a role in this, but not really. Um, so we're going to dive into a, just facts. Facts. Um, and so by 90 AD, I'm going to keep using AD. Uh, you, You're not going to hurt my feelings. I know. I'm going to piss off somebody now. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, so by 90 AD, you have pretty much the complete canon of the Old Testament. Everything is pretty much set in stone. And by that, I mean someone actually wrote it down. And that was one of our f- most first manuscripts. Um, uh, there's a lot of caveats to that because obviously we had the Old Testament before that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Torah. The Torah, which is only the first five books of the Bible. Okay. Uh, but you also have... In the Old Testament, if you read the Old Testament, which no one ever does, they talk about other writings. Well, that's what it's referring to as its own testament because it was not the Old Testament. It was just the law. Um, But you also have reference of Torah, which is the first five books or what they would call the law in the Old Testament, which is just the first five books of the Bible. But then you have these other authors talking about other books. Uh, like the Chronicles and the Kings and, you know, what the storytelling parts, the fun parts, the fun parts, you know, the book of Joshua, Joshua's writings will be, you know, in later Old Testament books and the prophets referring to all of these other writings and stuff that happen. But so you have the Old Testament already taken shape or what the Jewish tradition agreed upon. This was our Bible or our scripture and finally, by time of 90 AD, you finally get someone writing down, this is it. This is the definitive list of books that we are considering to be canon. Um, so if you do your history, you know that something happened, I don't know, around 30, 33 AD with the whole, I don't know, the Messiah coming back. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole lot of other stuff that happens, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Christ is said to be uh, lived between, oh, what is it, a couple of years before the turn of the first century. So like. So like negative or 2 BC or whatever. Something like something that. Like that uh, between 5 and 0 BC. Yes. Somewhere in there is Christ's birth and then his estimated death is between 30 to 36 AD. The reason why we don't have a definitive answer to when he was born, 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 born or his death is because uh, the calendars are fucked. That's basically it, uh, because you, you have the Romans t- coming over and taking over. And that's where our 
calendar comes from yeah right the now. Gregorian calendar the go which was off a couple of years from another calendar so then we don't really know which one to use mm-hmm. because all of this history just changed when the Romans took it over so that's why we say estimates of you know it makes sense when and when he died I get it uh so thirty to thirty six A.D. is when Christ dies well you have the whole new testament that gets written between uh what is it 40 ad to about 70 80 90 ad um so that's why you get this date in 90 ad where someone says this is our complete list of the old testament okay everyone following tracking yeah i'm with you drew are you bored yet yarp i hear what you're saying (laughs) Uh, so where things get shockingly interesting is in 170 AD, people start freaking out because you have all these books now floating around going, what the F is going on? Uh, so you get two different lists. Uh, one is called the Muratorian Fragment, uh, showing the New Testament and the Melito, M-E-L-I-T-O list showing the old testament and that the Mileto list is exactly the same one as that other list from 90 ad i just didn't write it down uh, but this new list uh the muratorian fragment it actually shows books of the new testament and what should be considered canon so does anyone want to take a stab at when everything was finally finalized with both testaments i'm gonna go with prices rights rules mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna say 599 okay drew and i ain't got no idea that didn't take a year it took a year take a year yeah just pick a year oh i thought you said it took a year i no, was like no. wow no 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 just pick a year 600 680 well would you be surprised if I said 1576? No, no, no not really. <laughs> no. Uh, actually, sorry, sorry. Uh, 1534, sorry. 1534, okay. Yes. So even still just under a 1,000 years from what we said. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so you have the first list showing up in 170 AD where you get finally the New Testament books and pretty much a definitive list of Old Testament books. Between 170 AD... All through the uh, third and fourth centuries, people were just arguing about what is canon and what is not. This is where you get the Council of Nicaea, the Council of Rome, all these other councils where there's basically just church leaders, emperors arguing about the validity of scripture. Okay. Okay. And we'll get to why that's a problem, why that isn't a problem. Because when I talk about how some people said, well, these books don't matter to other people saying these books do matter. Where does that come from? Doesn't that make the Bible look weak? Right. Especially if I'm saying, you know, throughout, I don't know, uh, 1500 years where people are arguing about the validity of scripture. That's kind of a problem. Yeah, I'd say so. Right. But it's actually fascinating how all of this, and by the way, I'm not an expert. This is the Tim Cliff notes version of all of this that's happened. Don't add us. <laughs> Don't add us. I'm giving you a Cliff Notes version because I just find it uh, really fascinating. And really the, the diversion happens with 
the Catholic and Eastern Orthodox and the Protestant. So the Catholic and Eastern Orthodox have pretty much the same list of what they consider a canon versus the Protestant Christians, which has a different list. And all throughout this time, you get them arguing with each other about what makes it and what doesn't make it. Okay? Everyone following so far? Yep, still here. Yeah. Okay, so 1534 is a big year. And if you know anything about Protestant Christianity, that's when Martin Luther pops up on the scene. And he does incredible work. Feeling I didn't know for sure Martin Luther was coming in here, but I had a feeling that was his year. Yeah, yeah. It's his come-out year. His come-out year, his breakout year, uh, where he was basically uh, declared a heretic and almost killed. It's great. Uh, but in 1534, Martin Luther devises Protestant lists. This is where basically modern Protestant comes from, as Martin Luther. And he omits uh, books from the Eastern Orthodox and Catholic book, Bible. And I'll give you a list because this list is very important. It is, this is in the Catholic Bible and Eastern Orthodox Bible, not in the Christian Protestant Bible. Uh, the book of Judith, Tobit, Barak, parts of Esther, parts of Daniel, the book of Wisdom, Syrach, and Maccabees. So those books are omitted from the Protestant Bible, but not from the Eastern Orthodox or Catholic Bible. I have heard of the Book of Maccabees. I've yeah. talked about the Book of Maccabees. Yeah, you've talked about the Book of Maccabees. I've heard of a couple the of... Book of, of yeah. the yeah. Book, the of book of Applebee's. The Book of Applebee's. Faracha sticks. <laughs> Honey barbecue wings. <laughs> um, so those books are really the books that throughout uh, before 1534, so between 170 AD to 1534, those books that I just listed were basically the argument of the books that should or should not be canonized. Catholics and Eastern Orthodox, if you look study all these lists, and sometimes they'll omit different books and they decanonize certain books because there's not enough manus- manuscripts to support it, so then they decanonize it. But these books are primarily the list of books that Catholics say should be canonized and Protestants say, no, thank you. Okay? Okay. Uh, you get the Council of Trent, which happens in 1546 as a pushback against Luther, where they say, no, those books that Luther said weren't canon should be canon. And this is where you get the Catholic Bible and the Eastern Orthodox Bible. So they call this the Deuter, Deuter, wow, the Deuterocanical canon, which literally just means the second canon. Okay. So their argument in the Council of Trent is uh, these books that I listed before, we always used. And so they should be considered canon because they were always a part of it, but there's not really issues with them. They just don't fit certain criteria that the Protestants carry. And I'll get into all of this and what I'm talking about. The other thing that happens especially after uh, the 4th century, well, really the 3rd and 4th century, is you get all these different Gospels. The Gospel of Peter, the Gospel of Thomas, the Acts of John, the Gospel of Mary Magdalene. Uh, I think there's a Gospel of uh, Judas in there as well. And these had to be looked at as well. And the reason why those aren't considered canon is because they were written well after the eyewitness accounts of the Gospels. 
or written in the second century or the third century even. So they look at those books and go, no, they weren't written by anyone that was walking with Jesus and they don't really fit. So no, we're not going to have these in the Bible. Are everyone tracking so far? Yep, I'm still here. Cool. Drew, are you dead? I'll take that as a yes. No, I am not dead. Cool. Uh, So why are some books considered canon while others are not? Uh, With the Old Testament and the New Testament, again, this is my version, the cliff note, my my cliff note versions. The Timonisms. Yes. um, Of what I know and how I study this. They, uh, they were used whether or not it was a factor if it referenced the Old Testament. So a lot of the New Testament books, the reason why they consider those books a part of the New Testament is because they referenced the Old Testament and whether or not it had Jesus in it or whether or not um, and when it was written. That's pretty much the three major factors. So any of the, the Protestant books of the New Testament, the reason why they're in there is because they link back to the Old Testament, they support Jesus and everything that's said, and the time period. Um, while the Protestant Christians don't have the books of Judah, Tobit, Barak, parts of Esther, parts of Daniel, the book of Wisdom, or Maccabees, is because there's not that connective tissue there. Um, and a lot of those books are even Old Testament book. Uh, and it's not sinister and there's nothing wrong with those books. It's just it doesn't have that connective tissue that the other books do that link back to Jesus. For example, the one I know the most about is the book of Maccabees. It doesn't link back to Jesus. So literally the only reason why it's not in the Protestant New Bible. There's nothing about connecting back to Jesus. Whereas you study the Old Testament and you start going through your head, if you read the Old Testament, literally every book points back to Jesus. Even the crazy book of Ruth, it's about Jesus. Or Esther, it's about Jesus. It's all these books, even the Torah, you can link back to Jesus. Everything gets linked back to Jesus. The book of Maccabees is more of a historical account of what happens in between Testaments. And a lot of these other books don't link back to Jesus. So like the book of wisdom, which was written by Solomon was more like the Proverbs, um, just more of that. And it didn't really connect back to Jesus. So they, the Protestants just omitted it. Okay. Whereas the Eastern Orthodox religion and Catholics would say, no, that we should learn about that. That's actually some importance, just like the book of Maccabees. You would read it more like a historical take on what happened, rather than as some Holy scripture, because it doesn't link back to Jesus. Literally the only reason why those books are in our Testament. So it really supports me that all these years people are arguing about what books should be and what books should be omitted. It's because we have so much evidence and everything connects together so well that these people had to argue and be like, well, this one just talks more about history and it doesn't really link back to Jesus. So it's just eh. versus, but it's still. Well, I like how there was like nobody ever wanted to compromise and say, we're not saying this book is heresy. We're just saying it's not in the Bible. Like, the, was there ever that conversation? Yes, with okay. those later books, like the Gospel of John, or not John, a lot of those not the Gospel, like the Gospel of um, Thomas or the Gospel of Peter. That happened uh, where it's like, no, this isn't Jesus at all. Um, they don't, there, there's speculation on why people wrote 
these testaments or these gospels the throw off people but yeah those conversations about that why those books were omitted is because it was her- heretical but otherwise it's mostly about um the, that connective tissue of jesus so and it's usually an argument with those books that i just listed there's some offshoot books that aren't worth mentioning because it pops up one time on one list that someone argued and then they realized that like next 10 years now that shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually it's those books and it's, you can find them in the Catholic Bible. Interesting. Right? So the reason why this is also really important is most of the Gospels were written between 50 to 70 A.D., which is well within the lifetime of somebody. You're talking Jesus' death was between 30 and 35. The disciples and eyewitness accounts were probably in their 20s, probably in their 30s. So you're talking 20, 30, 40 years after the fact, well within someone's lifetime. Not to mention John, who was a disciple in an eyewitness account, was the youngest, who estimates say he was as young as 15, most conservatives will say 18, definitely a teenager. And he was the last one to die and he was the oldest one. And his last book was right around 70 AD. Was that revelations? Yes. So see, I do know some Bible stuff, which is incredible. And even the earliest books were written between 48 to 64. And those are the Paul letters. So literally 18 years after Jesus' death and everyone's freaking out because now they're murdering Christians and this whole thing happened 18 years after the fact Paul's writing his first letters. That's ridiculous on a historical standpoint. Ridiculous. Even 30 years after the fact is astronomically ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example... um, Alexander's great Alexander the Great's biography was written five years, five hundred years after his death, and that's considered historical. We have documentation showing thirty years later, yeah, or even eighteen when he when and it he, wasn't an autobiography. Let's just clarify. Yes. So, and not to mention church tradition these books were carried through church tradition as just people had to argue about it and say yay or nay like there's a third corinthians that has been omitted because we don't have enough of it of the original manuscript to say it should be canonized mm. so that's also another important factor if and that's why in some if you have a good study bible that's why i think it's the book of mark the ending of mark gets weird and in a good study bio, Bible will say, well, on this account, uh, between these years, they said it was canon. And this account, because the book of Mark becomes longer, because we found later manuscripts, but because we always go with the earliest manuscripts, there's a change. So a lot of good study Bibles will just show you that and give you the content anyway. Okay. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, like, the the third letter to the Corinthians, we just don't have enough of the surviving original manuscript or even early manuscripts to support it. Mm-hmm. So that's why we admitted it. It's rather than, we'd rather be extra cautious. Yeah, we want to have the whole thing and not just bits pieces, and pieces. Pieces of it. Which you don't have with the Gospel of Peter or the Gospel of Thomas or the whatever, those later books, is they came way after, 
people would be dead. Eyewitness accounts would be dead because they're written, you know, 150 AD to 300 AD. That's well after someone's lifetime walking with Christ and eyewitness accounts. So then you get that weird telephone game that could happen. It's the secondhand account of an eyewitness account, or it's the child or grandchild of an eyewitness account. So that's why they omitted those. And a lot of them are heretical, like they just make up shit. So that's why those books weren't mentioned. Whereas the books that constantly get argued, the Book of Maccabees and the list I said before, are more just historical accounts of what happened, but they don't have the whole Jesus thing. Mm-hmm. So that is the basically the my version of the canonization of the Bible and why it's important. And uh, for me, it was fascinating to see stuff that went in line with church tradition versus stuff that didn't, like, I thought it was the Council of Nicaea that was one and done, but no, it was, like, hundreds of years of people arguing this shit, which, to me, gives it more credibility that people were actually taking this serious, and it just wasn't one council. It was a series of things that happened. So, yeah. It was interesting that it took, I mean... 1500 years basically to get the full bible uh, or for it to be like all right enough this is it yeah this is it this is we're not gonna dabble with this and that this is what we know what we can prove based on the research done mm-hmm. trying to find all these documents and and throughout i should also mention throughout 170 ad to 1500 the books don't change uh, Genesis is like still always on these lists. Mm-hmm. It's only those books that I mentioned that have been omitted yeah. or challenged mm-hmm. and argued about. And I'm sure over that like almost thousand years, they were just, I mean, going over them, trying to cross-reference them, doing actual research, mm-hmm. which, again, Christians aren't so good at nope. anymore. Well, and also you get these power plays where King comes in and be like, well, I want this. Like the King James Version, which is basically an abomination of Scripture, and I said it. Fair enough. I, I don't have the background to say that is the case. I don't read King James Scripture, so. It was early King James. So you have the Septuagint, which is, I think, the Greek or maybe the Latin translation. I don't remember. There's two big uh, historical Bibles. There's one that's all written in Greek, which a lot of people refer to, which is an earlier one, and one was that was l- written in Latin that a lot of people refer to mm-hmm. uh, because it's the entirety of the Bible yep, and those sure. two languages. Sure. Uh, the King James, so it goes from, to put this in perspective, it goes from uh, Aramaic, which is the Old Testament, Greek, which is the New Testament, to Latin, okay? Which is, they've translated all of it into Latin, right? Yep. The old and new, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you take that, and then you translate it into English. That's what the King James Version is. Okay. Do you see the problem there? Yeah, it's a translation of a translation of a translation. Yep. Versus the Greek Bible, which has literally half of it is in Greek already, and then the other half is Aramaic, which can be e- not easily, but translatable into Greek. And so, yeah, it's quite literally a translation of a translation. And it's, I don't know if anybody on here or if you have done this, 
um, using Google Translate to mm-hmm. change things uh, from English to Chinese is the best, and then change it back from Chinese, like copy what it translates to in Chinese, put it back in and translate it back into English. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's going to hurt to read, but it's hilarious. And that's the King James Version. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's one of the worst translated Bibles of all time. Um, a lot of the best translations don't even use either of those two Bibles, the Greek or the um, Latin. They go back to the original manuscripts and use the original language. A lot of the good ones, like the ESV or the New American Standard Version, though they use the original manuscripts or what we have of the original manuscripts, and they translate it to English that way. Um, which takes them a million years to do. Mm-hmm. And that's why those two translations are the hardest ones to read because it's so wooden and it's so literal. Um, it, and they try to make it English, uh, but they also try to make it as authentic as they possibly can. Sure. Um, but those are, they're also the hardest to read. Versus you get into like the NIV and the NLT. The NLT is my favorite. And a lot of scholars, nerds, say it's more of a paraphrase because what they'll do instead of saying like a big college word to, you know, one-to-one translation, they'll use a phrase to break it up. Mm -hmm. And that's not technically accurate, but you're still saying the same thing. And I've always found in teaching, teaching out of the NLT, it's easier to use the NLT to teach out of because now I don't have to explain everything because some way smarter person who translated this from Greek to there English did that. did that for me. So so did everyone learn everything? Anything? I learned everything. everything. I know that's what you wanted to say. I yes. learned everything. Good. Good. Uh, does this do anything for you? Uh, definitely very, very interesting. Um, I can't say that I ever knew the history of the Bible in any part. I knew Martin Luther had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much as far as all that knowledge went. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, how about you? Um, hearing what you, the information that you've presented actually kind of makes me laugh a little bit. Um, because there's a guy that I <clears throat> um, used to work with at my current job um, that, you know, he asked me about whether or not I knew what the council of Nicaea was. Um, when we, one time we went to lunch, we were talking about religion and stuff and I was telling him that I'm a Christian and he's like, why? (laughs) Um, he's a big history buff. And he was talking about the council of Nicaea. He's like, Hey, you know that your, your religion like couldn't even decide whether or not they wanted to present all the information that they have to you. Right. And I was like, actually I did know about that. Um, and, uh, kind of went through all these things talking about how, in his opinion, Christianity is like not legitimate because of those things, because they, you know, omitted things from different versions of the Bible and all this kind of stuff. And then he proceeded to tell me that he was, um, he worshiped like Ra and Egyptian gods. And I was like, Okay, and he told me that uh, the the concept of Jesus Christ and uh, the Trinity is actually just stolen religion from the Egyptians. So it's funny to hear what you have to say about it and like how for you, 
this is more of like a solidifier for the information that we have. <laughs> I mean, how could you not? It's like the it exact anyway. opposite for this guy. It, it's so weird. I don't know. Uh, for me, how can you not look at it in my way? Not to say that I'm brilliant or anything, but it's like you have hundreds of years where these guys are arguing the basically the same thing, omitting some of the books that were already on another list that they used already. Right. And they're just arguing the same thing over and over and over again. Doesn't that solidify right. that, like, I don't know, the Gospel of Luke is real because they've argued it for, I don't know, a thousand years a thousand years (laughs) and i mean to me it makes sense right um but to someone like this guy especially this person does this um, person have a college degree (laughs) yes actually interesting uh but i mean he doesn't have a college degree in history or biblical studies or anything he just i I mean i would like to know in his in his free time he just reads about this kind of stuff sure i just big history buff I just find a lot more people lately who don't actually know how to do research on topics. Yeah. And well, like, it's not like he hasn't done the research because he's read well, all the information uh, that he needs to know, but of... he like just comes up with a completely different conclusion than than other people. Well, the biggest thing in research is actually looking for opposition information because that is where the critical debate comes into play, and you're getting all the sides. You're getting all the sides that are saying, hey – this is, I mean, it's what peer reviewing is, but it's people coming at a topic and saying it's good for this reason, but then you have a separate group that says, well, no, it's actually not good for these reasons. And that is how you actually do research, but it doesn't really sound like he did the opposition part. It sounds like he was just like, well, yeah, he's never actually read the Bible. Yeah. Um, He, I mean, his mom is a Christian and wanted him to, but he never did and all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, he, I don't know. He, he's convinced of one thing and yeah, he just, he did quote unquote the research about what supports his arguments, of course. Yes. Um, that's what people are doing a lot of. he's, He's a very intelligent person, but yeah, he skips out on some pretty important steps. Uh, he doesn't work with me anymore, um, which is unfortunate because I actually really enjoyed his company and I liked uh, listening to what he had to say. Um, but he also told me in the few times that we had these types of discussions that I was the first person he's ever met that, you know, identifies themselves as a Christian that didn't like openly judge him for what he believes. And I was like, I don't give a shit what you believe it it's not affecting me you know like you can believe whatever you want to he's like well you're not going to try and like recruit me or make me believe in christianity i was like no that's your decision all i can do is be the best possible version of myself not only for god and for myself but for others and then if if you like the person that i am and decide that you want to be just like me then you can be a christian too (laughs) And uh, that just blew his mind. Just absolutely blew his mind that there was someone who calls himself a Christian that was like that. It's like, well, it's because you've never met a real Christian before. And all of his research is based on the fact that Christians are assholes. Exactly. So it's going to confirm that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I've never, I've also never met in my entire life, and I told him this, someone that, like, 
subscribes to worship such an ancient religion that's just dead just like totally dead and he's like well in egypt it's not and i was like yeah actually it is (laughs) well that only not only that but could easily be disproven by it having like no historical background and they just worship these things because i mean these are just like tales they told his philosophy behind it and like i told you guys he said that um, you know, the concept of Jesus and the Holy Trinity is something stolen from ancient Egyptian religion. I was like, well, where's your proof that uh, the Egyptians' religion is any older than Christianity? And he's like, well, it has to be because Jesus was only alive, you know, a little over 2,000 years ago. And I was like, that doesn't mean that the religion based upon his father didn't exist before then. And he's like, well, I guess that's true, but there are texts, you know, that they found in ancient Egypt. And I was like, what texts show them to me now? Well, I, I, I can't. Okay. So there's no texts. I mean, Um, mean, we have, we have historical evidence that, uh, the Jews were the slaves of Egypt. Yes. Right. 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 Uh, yes, yeah. we have stuff that can confirm that. Uh-huh. And when uh, Moses was like, "Let my people go," and it was basically a war of the gods, and the god of the Jews, Jerusalem, just kind of like laid smack down on Egypt. Yeah, yeah, we have evidence that things popped off. Yeah, things but... popped off for real. There was a winner and there was a loser. Yeah. Uh, what is fascinating to think about is even in Moses's time, the uh, uh, the pyramids were like thousands of years old already. Right. Yeah. But you still have, especially in like uh, the books of Genesis, you have that oral tradition where it's basically a small clan of Jewish people roaming around doing crazy things um, yeah. for hundreds of years. Uh, but it's a small clan, so you have all these religions like the ancient uh, religion of Egypt and stuff like that mm-hmm. happening. Sure. I mean, um, it makes sense. Right. Because Judaism didn't really take off until Moses, which was hundreds of years after Egypt. And Egypt was at like the height of its power and stuff like that. So, you know, you get all of that. So you have like this oral tradition of uh, Judaism that happens and that's why Moses writes you know the book of Genesis because it's kind of the start of all of that you get Abraham who was this crazy guy in the woods who had this remarkable thing that happened with God um, and of course Noah and all of that that happens so yeah it's really Moses that kind of jumps everything uh, goes crazy with the Egyptians and then you have writings and with the Egyptians that go don't mess with that Israelite God because he'll mess you up we know <laughs> we know we know we've seen it it's it's bad news like they're telling other cultures like oh, don't trust us don't mess with those guys <laughs> I mean with the whole Ark of the Covenant and uh, you know David's reign as king you have literally other cultures and other religions going oh yeah their god actually does stuff and 
You have seen it. It really sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. <laughs> uh, and we do have those things that are historical from mm. other cultures and other religions going, hmm, yeah, that Hebrew God is not one to be trifled with. <laughs> um, so, and people just disregard it completely. And it's like, but the Egyptians are talking about, and the other, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like shit popped off, and we have evidence of this happening. Yeah, it's just it's it it is interesting. So I'm doing a little digging myself here, and yeah, fair. I, I mean, think something that he was uh, referring to uh, the friend that I was talking to um, about he was referring to Coptic Christians, I think, which is like one of the earliest forms of like a denomination. Of Christians because they cover the the Middle East like mm-hmm. they're a huge group of people but they've been around I think honestly since like the dawn of Christianity but it's just funny like reading through some of what this says it's like he thinks that it, it's almost like he thinks that because Coptic tr- Christians existed in Egypt they the only thing they could have done was stolen practices and texts from ancient Egyptian religion and formed it into their own thing. It's just, it's bizarre to me. (laughs) And it's so funny because there's really not that many similarities. Or I don't know the fact that uh, Christians is basically an offshoot of Judaism where it's fulfilled through Judaism. And it has nothing to do with other religions because of the whole, like, you know, the Son of God is written thousands of years before he showed up on the scene. Yeah. But, you know, we, we made it up. And, and also, everyone Egypt. has done this, the, they've done the research, and they know how to speak ancient Egyptian. <laughs> so, everything that we have available to us... um in text, which is like minimal, we can totally read and we totally understand. Which was all pictures, and there wasn't a written language until thousands of years after. Yeah, the first actual written language that the Egyptians had. Let's see here. It was it was well after. Uh, let's see. See if I can find it. I can't even find it. I'm googling it right now. Hieroglyphs were well before actual written language. Yep, those were the pictures. Yeah, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we totally understand hieroglyphs. There's no possible way we could have anything wrong. No, no. Um. The earliest known complete written sentence was dated to be around 2690 BC. Where was it? In Egypt? Yep. (laughs) In Egypt. Egypt kind of pioneered a lot of things, and I think that's why this friend of mine believes what he believes about them and kind of like puts them... And being a history buff, like people... I I think some history buffs like fall into this weird trap where they think that like ancient cultures that made 
crazy progress in like technology or literature or religion or things like that. They're like, wow, they're so much better than we are now. I'm going to be like them. And then start believing all this weird shit. And forget the fact that we've learned since then. Yeah. Mm. Right. Right. And uh, this is where I struggle with science. Not to get on this rant, but... Lay it on me. I love me some science. uh, It's only our human understanding of how things work. Yeah. And so I find it hard to believe that we can sit here and say, well, this science tells me that this tree is 500 years old based on our human understanding of how time and trees work. You see what I'm saying? Like the rings that are around the tree. How do we really know that one ring is 10 years versus 100 years or et cetera? It's only the way we understand it. And what I'm saying is basically our human understanding could be wrong. Um, the only thing that I'll combat you with on that is it, it really depends on what kind of tree we're talking about. Cause that's where the scientific method starts. Like, let's make sure we're not comparing a uh, maple tree to, well, I'm just saying in general, even like, well, yeah, but that's, I mean, I'm really trying to attack your point. But what I'm saying is like when they're making these estimates on how old these trees are, it's based on sampling thousands of difference of the same tree of the same breed i don't know i'm not a herbalist i'm not an herbalist herbalist or tree person yeah I don't, tree hugger i don't know i don't know about trees but i'm just talking about in terms of science like based on the information that they have they can put it at between this age and this age they can never say like this tree is exactly 783 years old based on the number of rings it has I mean, that's just... It's only our human understanding of how that stuff works. That's my that's my only point. It's our, only our human understanding of how that works. It's the same with, like, when you go to, like, the Grand Canyon, you can see the rings, and so they say, well, that's how old this thing is. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's only our understanding of how that works. Mm-hmm. We also had doctors in the 1950s that said smoking was healthy for you and yeah, science supported like that. Like, and uh, they were offering out cocaine left and right. Right? So, do you see my... My my trouble with science sometimes, and it, it, sometimes, yeah, like I'm not like this. The hieroglyphics. How do we know actually that this is what they're saying? It's only based on what we kind of understand. And yeah, they could be saying, "No, fuck you." Yeah, if this raw guy <laughs> really existed, his name probably wasn't raw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, like, be skeptical of everything. Even be skeptical of what I talked about, and look it up for yourself. Sure. Um. It's not that I'm not a supporter of science. I truly believe in science. I just think we need to backpedal a little bit, be a little bit more skeptical, and go, that's just our human understanding. There could be a bigger picture of this. Are you turning into a flat earther? No. Okay, good. Not at all. (laughs) Mainly because... That's been like 100%. (laughs) We've looked at pictures of the earth. Right. (laughs) People have been outside of our atmosphere. Um, yeah, but have it. they? Have they? Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying we need to be like these people that are so uh, dick hard about science, and science can be no wrong. And you're an idiot if you don't believe in science. I just point back, like, wasn't 60 years ago where we're still putting cocaine in our bodies and giving people LSD and cigarettes were healthy? Like, mm-hmm. shouldn't we backpedal just I don't know a tiny little bit and go maybe science is still growing and evolving? Uh, okay. I'm an idiot. Okay, great. 
<laughs> no, that's the point of science is for it to grow and evolve, and it's. Uh, yeah, I just it's really it's really gotten a lot better over the last like fifteen years with the introduction of the internet and better communication. It's been a lot of it. That's why you know fifty sixty years ago. They were like, yeah, cocaine in your gum. It's great. Everybody loves it. You're going to get a lot of work done. My favorite instance of cocaine is that they would give it to women uh, on their periods. Good. <laughs> I think science, we've we've gotten a lot better, just like you're saying, but also, Curtis, at the exact same time, it's gotten so much worse. Well, uh, it, again, my problem with science and everything it always goes back to the money. 100% always goes back to the money. Now, I'll give you an example. This uh, documentaries that you see on Netflix is a good example of this. There was one that came out, uh, I forget what it was, but it basically said that eggs were worse than smoking cigarettes and that meat was horrible and it's ruining the, everything. Guess who it was paid for by? Yeah. PETA. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Right? And, and to also counterpoint myself, the pro-meat thing, when you have a documentary about pro meat and how meat's great for you and everything, guess who that's run by? Yeah, the, the farmers Tyson. of America. Yeah, farmers of America and Tyson and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, I don't know if you eat a balanced diet balanced. of of meat, <laughs> a little bit of meat and vegetables, some vegetables and fruits. Some fruits. <laughs> I think a lot of people could use some more fruits and vegetables in their diets, but absolutely, yeah, <laughs> it's portion control. But the, this whole vegan craze is basically a only supported by like money grab fad. Yeah, it's well, it's not a fad, but most of the science supporting it is done by anti meat people. Find a pro meat person like a Tyson saying, "Oh, vegan is good for you." Then you'd maybe have some credibility for me. Yeah, I mean, there's also. I mean, you're right. It's all about the money, and so they're never going to do that. They're never going to come together and be like, "Hey, this this is how you really do it." Mm -hmm. I mean, there's this weird sentiment that uh maybe eating meat isn't right for some people but maybe it's right for others absolutely i know someone <laughs> who turns into vegan and has had a healthier body for it right great perfect it turns out that everyone's genetics are different mm-hmm. and it turns out you have to do your own research and it turns out what could be good for you could be bad for me hey it's almost like we're different people <laughs> Weird. Weird. <laughs> like, I'm working out, and I'm doing this thing, and I've lost 40 pounds. And it sounds I'm, like what you're doing is working for you. Right? It's almost like I, I know what my body needs, and I probably need to eat more. I just cut out red meat, and that was a choice because red meat is incredibly fatty, and I want to eat more food instead of just, I don't know, having a hamburger, and there goes half my calories. So I want to eat more and still have tasty food. I'm still eating meat. I'm eating a lot more vegetables and fruits, but I'm still eating meat, and I've lost 40 pounds. So suck it. (laughs) And I'm also lifting in a way that most people would say don't lift like that. I'm lifting 85% of my maximum every time I go into the gym, and I add weight. You're not really supposed to lift like that. That's a bulking lift, but because of my genetics and the way my muscles are on me, I will never have that ball that people have on their biceps because my bicep runs from my elbow to my shoulder. That's it doesn't there's no difference there. A lot of people just have that ball in the middle. My mm-hmm. whole bicep is my entire length of my shoulder to my elbow. Same with my forearm. My forearm and I'm pointing to Curtis starts right here 
an inch away from my wrist and is the same size as my bicep by the time it gets to the elbow. I see that. Right. My genetics are different. Yeah. So I can pack on and lift heavier weight because of the way my muscles are. I'll never have a six pack because I probably just have one big ab. <laughs> it's just one. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> And I'm okay with that. You have but, the detail around it on the sides, but it's just... <laughs> I probably really do have that body type. I forget what it's called, uh, where that's all the muscle I'm going to have in my core. My legs are huge as well, and but I can lift the way that I can lift because of that. Mm-hmm. So like uh, a CrossFit or doing lots of reps aren't going to be beneficial for me. I'm not going to grow muscle because that's not what my body needs. Yep. Turns out I'm different. You're different. You do what works for you. Yeah. Stop just believing because yeah, my someone, workout is completely different from yours. Yeah, you would die on my workout. Yeah, I'd probably would, die from yours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't run. I no. I can't run either. We were talking no. about this before the podcast. There have been very few times that I successfully pulled off running over a medium distance without me falling flat on my face. Yeah, I just <laughs> count it on one hand. I'm sure of it. Uh, when you have legs as tree trunks and feet like plywood, it's hard to run. <laughs> just telling you. But my whole point is like, don't just believe everything. Uh, just because a documentary or some science said, do your research, counter argument everything, and look into to see who provided the information. Because a lot of these fads and diet plans and uh, documentaries are done by either pro-meat people or against meat people. Read about it. Read about There's, it. There's, it's interesting. I've been, um, I actually watch TikTok every once in a while. Uh, I downloaded <laughs> it because of work because I was doing a, a video presentation on um, how to use TikTok for marketing for your business. And um, I, so I downloaded it to kind of understand how it works and everything. And I've been watching it and there's, there's a huge following of these, what I would say, overweight people that are trying to get healthy. Mm-hmm. And there's these personal trainers that are also nutritionists um, that typically do what's called a stitch, which is where you like have their video next to yours and then you talk over it or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's this one particular woman that um, she's very overweight. Um, and she eats these very large plates of food, but she always has potatoes, some sort of a vegetable, and then a white meat, like usually fish or um, chicken. Mm-hmm. And everyone chicken. just loads her comments with like, you know, animal rights activists saying you should never eat that kind of shit or stuff like that. Or just like people who think they know stuff about diet and nutrition, like saying there's way too much food. There's no way you're going to lose weight off of that. There's no way that the calories are what you say they are. And there's just like thousands of nutritionists and personal trainers coming to defend her saying like, actually she's probably on a calorie deficit. She's just eating more food because you need more food if it has less calories mm-hmm. in order to even reach her deficit on the stuff that she's eating because it's so much healthier than what she was eating before, she's lost like 70 pounds already. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she's eating these giant plates of food and everyone's always trying to tell her that she doesn't know what she's doing. I'm just like, I don't know where you're getting your information from, yeah, but you guys if are If the results are stupid. working, then why... 
right? Why are, why are you going to be critical of somebody else's oh, plan? It's because they, it's it's they didn't tell them what to do, so of course it has to be wrong. Sure. All sure. those diet fads are just fucking bullshit. Uh, I'm yeah. so tired of all the shit because it turns out, let me give you my version of a diet. Eat less calories and exercise. Mm-hmm. You'll lose fucking weight. Yeah. The end. Like, it's really <laughs> that simple. Weird. <laughs> turns out, even if you don't, reduce your calories and you just start working out guess what you can still lose weight yep (laughs) Uh, i mean uh, uh, just you know i I, i've and you know i'm willing to bet even if you were eating like shit and you just worked out more Mm -hmm. you'd probably manage to lose weight probably i'm just nobody has that time though i think that's the real big issue right Uh, i i just turned out that i wanted to double down Mm-hmm. And do a lot of heavy lifting, which burns more calories because you're packing on more muscle, and more muscle equals more just burning calories mm-hmm. naturally, and eating less calories so I can lose the belly fat, mm-hmm. which is where all of my fat just is. Yep, it's just on my belly. I know that life. Yeah, I don't have any fat anywhere else. Nowhere on that skin, all through my arm and chest, and it just sits on my belly. Cool, great, thanks, <clears throat> thanks. So, and I just chose to cut out red meat, and that's not a moral decision. I'll still eat cows eventually. Because um, who doesn't love a good cheeseburger? Right? That's my favorite food. Bacon cheeseburger. Oh, my yeah. God. Bacon cheeseburgers are great. But there's, like, a, a, a 12 ounces of ground beef is, like, 700 calories mm-hmm. versus, yeah. I don't know, 45 chickens. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> eat a lot more chicken. So You'll get tired of chicken first, but... <laughs> You right, can eat a lot more chicken. Well, that's why I've rotated my meat. I yeah. eat fish, chicken, and pork, and I rotate with steamed vegetables and offset with some fruit. And that's my diet plan. And then I work out five days a week. And Get I it? Lost forty pounds, and I stopped drinking. It turns yeah. out, like, it, I, and this isn't a moral decision either, but it turns out, like, alcohol—eight ounces of like hard liquor—is a hundred calories. Yep. So if you're drinking, and that's only a shot of alcohol. Well, is a shot two ounces? It's like one and a half ounces. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty standard. There are some that are less, but... It's I think standard. a shot of alcohol is like 100 calories. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what kind of alcohol. I think like vodka and tequila are less. Yeah, that's 100. Everything else is way more. Yeah. One ounce of vodka. Calories. 65 calories for one shot, one ounce of uh, Smirnoff, it looks to be. Of potato. Of 80 proof. Of fermented potato water. And I don't know about you, I'm a drinker, or was a drinker, uh, one ounce is nothing. No, mm. it's nothing. Yeah, to do a shot. That's a shot. It's yeah, literally a shot. shot. That's not drinking alcohol, that's doing a shot of alcohol. So if you're actually drinking an, al- an alcohol... <laughs> If you're drinking an alcoholic beverage, yes, 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 yes. It's way more than one ounce. Mm-hmm. And you're putting like probably three to 400 calories just in, just one in a drink, or, yeah. One or two drinks. So if you want to lose weight, probably stop drinking. Yeah, especially beer. Beer has a shit ton of calories. Beer has a ton of calories. Yeah. Unless you get like, uh, well, even Mick Ultra, which is one of the lighter ones, is what, 95? Yeah, 95 for a beer. Which isn't bad, but... Oh, and then the Bud Select is 55. 
You can get the 55. Yeah, I think calorie. they do have a 55 one, yeah, or something like that. At that point, you're not even drinking beer, and there's no reason to drink it. Yeah. Just drink water. Yeah, just drink, drink water. water. You're better off. You the calories all together. <laughs> yeah. If you're really going to go for select, just drink water. Just drink water. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. <laughs> so Don't pretend to drink beer. Pretty much. So, yeah. Uh, alcohol is not conducive to, like, weight loss at all. Nope. And it also slows down your metabolism. Yep. Which I think is uh, my metabolism is coming, is catching up to how much I'm working out because that's why I'm always hungry. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I have, I'm, this is the end of my fourth week of 12 of intensive workout. Yeah. After the 12, because I'll have hopefully my size back and the lifting back that I want to get to get like in hockey shape. What I'm going to start to try to do is adding more reps, which is going to be incredibly difficult for me to kind of tone mm-hmm. my muscles, and that's going to be how I maintain. And then I may start introducing, like, red meat again after 12 weeks and adding more calories to my diet and stuff like that. So you can start actually bulking more? Not bulking more, but just to – because by the, by the end of 12 weeks, I should have a ton of muscle mass. I already have – Quite a bit of muscle mass on me now after even only four weeks. So after 12 weeks, I should have quite a bit more muscle mass. So I will probably be able to intake more calories um, just naturally because mm-hmm. I'll be burning off more burning calories. Burning off more calories, yeah. With yep. And if I'm still going to the gym, maybe not as often, but still doing more reps at even incredible high weight, I should tone up and work myself out and not just eat like chicken fish and pork yep actually enjoy my food i start my week one tomorrow nice nice yeah i started uh at 160 was my max or my four reps on the bench and now i'm at 190 so that's how much yeah that's another difference between how you and i both work out like you actually are conscious of what like the weights are and how much you can do and Mine's more about what I can physically handle, <laughs> not being like caught up in the numbers and just knowing that I'm putting in as much effort as I can. Well, when you get caught up in the numbers, you can add weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and the workout plan that I've devised, I have to add five pounds mm-hmm. every time, um, which is incredibly hard. My first four weeks is just about getting my stamina back. Hmm. So it's not. I'm not going to be lifting really. I'm going to be doing a lot of cardio and hit workouts and such to just get me back to moving again. I get it. I get it. And then later, later I'll worry about putting on muscle. Yeah, I put on muscle like crazy. It's been slower because I'm older, but I put on muscle like crazy. I've always had a hard time putting on muscle anyway. Oh, dude, that's crazy for me. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> well, I'm just so lanky i'm not not even like super lanky i'm just like taller than average and so it's just a problem yeah i'm just stocky yeah and thick i'm a thick boy my mom said the other day because uh i had nick help my parents move a tv my mom said the other day like because i said you know nick is like a refrigerator mom's like you're not that much smaller than nick i'm like "Hmm." (laughs) Hmm." (laughs) i'm shorter yeah but apparently i'm not much uh, smaller than Nick. Whatever. According to my mom. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't really care. That's more of a shot to Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Drew, do you have anything else? I got nothing. See, I thought he actually died that time. (laughs) (laughs) It's that delay, bro. And Curtis, anything else? I'm good here. Awesome. Uh, We're probably not going to do the Twitch stream anymore because of the pain in the dick to do. And the camera just likes to turn off. Well, I switched to my webcam, and it, I don't know. It's just easier to stay on the podcast. Sure. Uh, the podcast is going weekly, like I mentioned at the top of the show. So look forward to a new episode every Monday. Hell or high water. If Drew and Curtis cancel on me, there will be an episode of Tim Talks. Or if Caleb is busy, we will either do a double episode or record two episodes on one day. Or it will be a Tim Talks. Or on the fifth Mondays of every recording Saturday, I will record with a guest or just myself. The The goal is to make Between Alpha and Omega every week of my voice in your ear balls. Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. Well, if you're subscribed, then you, you probably like it. Mm. Probably. And we appreciate you. I do appreciate you for listening and keeping up with me and my life. Hopefully this information or this uh, episode was informational, even though we had 20 minutes of actual content and most of it was bullshit. But hopefully you were entertained by that. Yeah, I hope you guys got through the bullshit, (laughs) got to the parts you wanted. Yes. And that's the way Alpha Omega, this podcast, this main show will go on. Stay tuned for next week where Caleb and I talk in the middle. Jump the Crown Victoria over 100 buses. Yes. Or a shark. Or a shark. Jumping the shark already. Uh, TV term for those nerds out there. Jump the shark. It's actually, do you want to know where Jump the Shark came from? Uh, wasn't it Happy Days? Happy Days. Yeah. yeah. Where Arthur finds the rally, yes. Jump the shark. Skis over a shark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's when they said they... Yeah, yep. this show's over now. Clunk. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's when everything went downhill. So look for that forward to that uh, in the second episode of Caleb and I, The Middle. Uh, stay tuned for this show. That will happen, you know, the other Monday, as I said. And just expect a new episode every Monday, okay? That's basically all I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With all that random Arthur Fonzarelli <laughs> sidecar action. Yep. Uh, promote the show. Retweet anything I say. I, I don't care. Whatever. Just promote the show. Tell your friends. Uh, if you want to be on the show, let me know through text message or one of my social medias. Uh, tell your friends. Review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can. We're literally everywhere that you can find a podcast. This podcast is on. You can even find this podcast on Pandora if you use Pandora, which I'm probably the only one that does. So, and I paid for it. Wow. Yeah. Pandora yeah. was cool like 15 years ago. I know. I still have that account. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having a MySpace account. Now. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so just support me in however way that you feel comfortable in supporting me. Look for the crazy guests that I have coming in. I'm excited about that. And uh, love you. Bye. Bye.